Bank Stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Who will be the Dodgers' closer this season? Should the Dodgers trade for Kenley Jansen? We've got an update on Josh Hader. That's coming up next here on Dodgers Dugout. It's time for Dodger baseball. That's the straight Dodgers have won it all in 2020. Mookie Betts, Craig Field, Mookie Betts. They're going to make big signings. They're going to make impact trades. I don't care how many times this team rips my heart out, I'll never stop loving the Los Angeles Dodgers. Think blue, bleed blue, and I'm out. What's going on, Dodgers Nation? Doug McCain here. Friends call me DMAC, credential member of Dodgers Media. You can follow me on the X and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. Now, if you haven't yet, do me a huge favor. Join the party. Subscribe to the Dodgers Nation YouTube channel, the number one Dodgers YouTube channel in the game. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell. And if you really want to support the channel and you want to see us post even more Dodgers content, smash that like button. And a reminder, we have a new giveaway going on. We are giving away a brand new Shohei Otani Dodgers jersey. And we're going to give that away once we hit 80,000 subscribers. We're going to do it live on a live episode of Dodgers Dugout. All you need to do to be eligible for the giveaway is make sure you're subscribed to the channel. Also, if you're new to subscribe to the channel, definitely comment done down below and you will continue to be eligible for all of our giveaways. So if you're a subscriber from a long time ago, if you're a new subscriber, you'll have the same chance of winning the Shohei Otani Dodgers jersey. And as always, all your takes down below in the comments section. Today's Dodgers Nation question of the day. Who do you think should be the Dodgers closer in 2024? Should they continue with Evan Phillips as the primary closer? Should they sign Josh Hader? Should they trade for Emmanuel Classe? Should they trade for Kenley Jansen? Let me know down below. And for all latest Dodgers news, head over to Dodgers DodgersNation.com In a roaring stadium Their silence is deafening 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas Bring them home stadium their silence is deafening 136 israelis are still being held hostage by hamas bring them home So one of the biggest storylines to follow now that the Dodgers have already signed Shohei Otani and traded for Tyler Glass now and signed Yoshinobu Yamamoto is who will be the Dodgers closer in 2024. Now, before we get into it, last season they went with Evan Phillips. And Evan Phillips is one of the best relievers in all of Major League Baseball. But the difference last season was he was moved into really being their primary closer. He finished with a team-leading 24 saves. Now, he didn't 
save every single game, but it was a different role for Phillips. You saw him more in that ninth inning role, and in my opinion, I think that he is best optimized when you have him facing the top of the lineup or the most high leverage situations. It doesn't matter if it's the sixth, the seventh, the eighth inning. You need to keep Evan Phillips for the biggest situations that will ultimately determine the outcome of games. And sometimes that's in the ninth, but more often than not, it's not. It's before then. So I would prefer to get Evan Phillips back to where we saw him in 2022 because last season he was really, really good, borderline elite, but in 2022 he was absolutely elite and in the conversation for one of the best relievers in all of Major League Baseball. If you look at 2022, he posted a 1-1-4 ERA. That went up to 205, which is still a phenomenal ERA. But if you look at the expected numbers, he had an expected ERA of 218 in 2022. That went up to a 314 in 2023. And also the expected FIP went to 272 in 2022 to 337 in 2023. Also, the strikeout numbers dipped a little bit. 11 K per nine in 2022 to a 9.68 K per nine in 2023. We know use that cutter, use that sweeper. He can induce soft contact, but I think that he is best utilized in that high leverage fireman Phillips role. And I personally do not want to see him as the exclusive closer for the Dodgers. I think that you need to go out there and look for a guy that can hold down that role. And look, honestly, in a perfect dream scenario, you guys know if you've been watching this show for years, I am the biggest advocate for a closer by committee. And you can play matchups in certain situations, and that's how you do it. But I think for this team specifically in 2024, it is all in that absolutely needs to make it back to the World Series to ask to win a World Series to... In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Military parents never miss a beat, and neither does the Johns Hopkins U.S. Family Health Plan. Built for every warrior in your family, with more than 40 years of service to military families, TRICARE Prime Benefits plus exclusive extras. Learn more at warriorsathome.com. Be considered a success with the current roster they have. I think that going out there and getting a proven lights out ninth inning closer would absolutely help Dave Roberts. It would help this team. And I think you look at what they have so far. You have a bullpen that has a lot of weapons in Joe Kelly and Bruce Dark Gratterall and JP Fireisen. There's a lot of talent in that bullpen, but you don't have enough trusted lefties. You have a Caleb Ferguson. You have an Alex Vesia who they're volatile at times. Can you trust them from a command standpoint in a big game in a big moment where the World Series on the line, I'm not so sure you can. I think going out there and getting a proven lefty is something that could, could absolutely take this team to the next level. And the Dodgers continue to be linked to the best free agent reliever this offseason in Josh Hader. Now, are you a hater? I personally am not. I think that if they could get Josh Hader on a favorable contract, 
and he falls into their lap, I would absolutely jump at the idea of adding him to this team. Because if you added Josh Hader, you don't necessarily have to always make him your ninth inning guy. Based on the matchups, you could potentially get some saves out of Evan Phillips if you have more of a righty-heavy lineup that you're facing that particular inning. Or if you're going against that Atlanta Braves team where you got Olsen, you got some lefty firepower, they hit lefties well in Atlanta, you can possibly go to a Josh Hader in that situation. Now, first thing when it comes to Josh Hader is here's the update from John Heyman of the New York Post. He wrote yesterday... The Rangers and Phillies both make sense for star closer Josh Hader, but he's been connected more to the Dodgers. The Yankees seem focused on a starter for now, but he'd be a nice fallback option if they can't land Montgomery, not that likely, or Blake Snell. So first and foremost, let's break out that Dodgers rumor meter. And for this rumor that has the Dodgers continue to be connected to Josh Hader, I'm going to upgrade this to a three Dodgers dogs. I think this is three Dodger dogs here. I think there is some serious smoke. I'm not saying it's imminent. I'm not saying they're likely going to sign him or anything like that, but I definitely believe that there has been communication and that the Dodgers have probably made it clear that for a specific contract, if you get their number close to it, they'd be willing to sign a Josh Hader because like I said, one, you need to add another lefty. And by adding Josh Hader, you're adding one of, if not the best, lefty relievers in all of Major League Baseball. Now, I see people out there saying, hey, D-Mac, if you bring in Josh Hader, is he only going to want the ninth inning? Because that's what he's been for the last couple of seasons. And there's no doubt about it. If you look at how his career has evolved from his Milwaukee days when he was a lights-out multi-inning reliever option. He had a strikeout rate as high as 47.8% at one point. That version of Josh Hader isn't walking through the door. Now, he still strikes out hitters at a high clip. Last season was at 36.8%. That was one of the best in the league for a reliever. Also, the swinging strikes. He had a 16% whiff rate. That was fantastic for him. He was terrific in that department as well. So he gets punch outs. He misses bats. Also, he converts and records saves at a very, very high rate. In the last three years, he's converted and recorded 103 saves in 113 save opportunities. That's a 91.2% success rate. So lights out. He's going to get the job done more often than not. The question is, does he feel like he wants to be a closer permanently? Is he open to the idea of being thrown into high leverage situations that don't include the ninth inning. In my opinion, I think that he would because if he signs the kind of contract that he's after, if he gets a deal similar to Edwin Diaz that's north of $100 million, I think that he sees himself as I'm already paid. I don't need to accumulate save stats to try to increase my value because let's be honest, even though it's silly – if you increase those save numbers and you're getting 40, 50 saves, you are going to 
be a better option. You're going to put yourself in a more advantageous position to sign a big deal because teams will see you as that lights out closer. There's even a marketability aspect there. You're running out there. Fans love it. They get on their feet. They want to see the closer get those final three outs. But guess what? If he does get paid, I think it's more about him just wanting to be effective. And I think that he would be more open to the idea of working in situations that don't involve getting a save and you look at the numbers I mean last season 56 in the third innings had a 128 ERA the expected numbers are good pretty much everything checks out for Josh Hader as far as being an effective and lights out reliever now you could say okay what happened in 2022 when he had a 522 ERA he had that stretch where he was struggling but look he ended up correcting some issues made some mechanical adjustments and down the stretch for the Padres he was terrific so I'm not worried about that also you consider the fact that in 2019 Edwin Diaz he struggled as well. He had an ERA north of five, and a few years later, he was able to sign that big deal. So for me, I would absolutely be all in on a Josh Hader signing if you could get him at the right price. Now, how would I feel about signing Josh Hader for over $100 million? A guy who's 29, he turns 30 in April, Look, I mean, if this team really feels like they want a lights out closer and they want to spend big and they want to get north of the Cohen tax, which at that point might be called the Guggenheim tax, then look, maybe they feel like he provides enough value and they want to avoid some of those late game collapses that we saw in 2017 when Kenley Jansen couldn't get the job done in game two of the World Series. And we know that sometimes series when it's razor thin and both teams are very talented, it can come down to the effectiveness of a reliever. They are very valuable. If you went out and got Josh Hader, you would get one of the best in the business. Oh, and on top of that, he's the lefty that you need as well. So it's tough to find any negatives to this. Only negative, I would say, would possibly believe that fact that you're definitely going to have to pay a premium, and he's a Boris client too. Let's not forget that. But it feels like to me this is one of those situations where it's almost like Trevor Bauer a few years ago or Freddie Freeman a few years ago that you just always saw the Dodgers linked. Every single article, every single insider had the Dodgers, the Dodgers, the Dodgers. And yes, we know the Dodgers click. People click on the Dodgers. It's always great to have your name linked to them as far as getting your client leverage. We understand that. But also, Dodgers ended up signing Trevor Bauer. They ended up signing Freddie Freeman. So if this is a situation where... They're meeting his contract demands like a Bauer, then so be it. If it's a situation where he kind of falls into their lap because his market isn't as robust as he had hoped, then so be it as well. And you look at the other teams. Look, you got the Texas Rangers. The Rangers might bring back Jordan Montgomery. There's some talk about that. The Philadelphia Phillies, I think, are absolutely a big threat for Hater. I think that he's the team that I would for sure think is a major threat. I think that their team, I could absolutely see him signing with. I would not be shocked at all. The Dodgers, though, I mean, they've just gotten so aggressive. They've already committed over a billion dollars with a capital B this offseason, and they just feel like they're not going to slow down anytime soon. Let's not forget, 
you have Otani deferring 97% of his contract and the advantages of that and how it allows you the ability to go out there and spend more money because of it. So, look, it's definitely something that it almost feels like, look, you don't want to overpay for closers. You definitely don't, right? I mean, and we've seen that you signed Kenley Jansen to that $80 million deal a few years ago. But for the most part, this organization hasn't loved the idea. I mean, you saw you signed Kelly for $25 million out of the 2018 season. But for the most part, it's been a lot of reclamation projects, the Blake Trinans, bringing in guys during the season, Ryan Brazier and Chris Martin. They always feel like they can find a guy during the season and try to fix him to help them out. And you've seen how sometimes they haven't had the best luck. Tommy Canely, they took on a long-term project after he had Tommy John surgery. He was lights out until he wasn't in the 2022 NLDS. And then you look at Craig Kimbrell, a.k.a. Craig Crumble with the Dodgers, who, look, it's a little bit overblown how bad he was because he did record a lot of saves. He definitely helped preserve this bullpen with how many innings he was able to eat so there was that but look the reality is Kimbrelsa just wasn't it and they had to let him go right and he didn't make the postseason roster so they haven't always hit and sometimes you just get what you pay for it's like you don't want to always pay for the insurance but you know you need it right and by spending money on a big time closer it's like getting the apple care on a product you're like man this is already expensive but i gotta get the apple care on top of this then all of a sudden you drop your laptop or you spill something on it doesn't work you're like okay i feel good about this i got the apple care and i'm gonna be okay josh Hader is like getting that premium insurance and you shorten the game by getting a guy that is that talented. So that's option number one. There's no doubt about that. There's no doubt that number one, if you can have any closer right now, it has to be a Josh Hader. Now, option number two, that's where you can start to debate. Do you want to go out there and trade for an Emmanuel Classe? Now, Classe is under a couple years of team control. He's still young. He has been one of the best closers in the game last few seasons. You've seen the velocity dip a little bit. The strikeouts have gone down a little bit. I still think at his age, the Dodgers could absolutely get him back to being among the game's elite. But then that also costs you prospects. Do you really want to trade premium prospects for a closer? Do you want to do that, right? Who remembers the Jeff Shaw era, right? Do you really want to go that route and spend big on a closer? Now, if Shane Bieber's attached and you're confident that Shane Bieber is the guy that could add some depth to this rotation, fortify this rotation, you could go six man. You're going to need some guys to eat innings. Glass now, the most innings he's pitched in a season is 120. Yamamoto's transitioning from Japan to America. So it's going to be a situation where you can absolutely use another veteran starting pitcher that can eat innings. And Shane Bieber absolutely has the ability to do just that. Now, as far as how close can he get to being Cy Young Shane Bieber, I think those days are in the past, but I still think that he can be very effective. And I think that the Dodgers would have a great plan for him. And he's also a guy who'd be in his contract season. So he'd have every incentive in the world to put together the best year possible. But like I said, a one-for-one situation where all you're getting is class A, 
I'm not so sure about when it comes to trading your premium talent. Because, look, you're going to have to keep some talent to possibly make a move for a Dylan Cease or a Corbin Burns. And there's still some talk right now. The Dodgers are still interested in Dylan Cease. And you want to give yourself some insurance to be able to address positions during the season, whether that be adding a right-handed bat, whether that be adding a starting pitcher. So you don't want to use up all your bullets on a closer necessarily if you don't have to, because that's the resource that the Dodgers have, right? They have tons of money. They have the ability to go out there and spend. A lot of organizations, they don't have that financial muscle. The Dodgers do. Now, the next option is Kenley Jansen. Could the Dodgers go out there and bring back the franchise's all-time saves leader? Well, there's a rumor out there from a Red Sox beat writer where he's saying that he's most likely going to end up on the Dodgers. He wrote recently, there's just too much smoke about this possibility, especially in the context of the Red Sox telling free agents that they're looking to shed some payroll to accommodate further additions. He would go on to say, there are plenty of cable relievers who can step into the closers role. Tanner Hawk, Chris Martin, Garrett Whitlock, without the Sox taking a major hit. Things didn't end well between Jansen and the Dodgers, but a reunion there makes some sense. So that is from Chris Cotillo, who writes for Mass Live. So, look, that's just pure speculation, really an idea on his part. But just kind of diving into what he said, yes, the Red Sox, they are looking to shed payroll. And Kenley Jansen, he's a free agent after this season. He's set to make $16 million in 2024. I'm sure they would absolutely listen to offers on Kenley. Now, should the Dodgers do it? Now, for me, if you look at Kenley Jansen, he's still effective. There's no doubt about it. But to me, it just feels like that ship has sailed. Sometimes you want to get back with your ex, but most times you do not. And I think what we've learned from this Dodgers organization this offseason is they're looking to start a new era. A new message has been sent to this club and their fan base that we're in the Otani era. We're in the Yamamoto era. Yes, you still have bets. Yes, you still have Freeman, but they have turned the page on some of these players from the past. They didn't try to bring back Cody Bellinger. They didn't try to bring back Justin Turner. But I think now you look at Kenley Jansen, if you look at his numbers, they're decent. Last season with the Red Sox, he pitched 44 in two-thirds innings. He recorded 29 saves. If you look at his ERA, he had a 363 ERA, which was up from 338 that he posted with the Braves in 2022. But if you look at the expected ERA, it went from 234 in 22 to 325 last season. The expected FIP, though, was at 461 last season. So that number tells you that he definitely benefited from some really good luck. And he did have a actually high Babbitt, but I think a lot of his contact numbers that will tell you that he's definitely a solid closer. I don't think he's elite or is going to be elite at this stage of his career. The strikeout numbers have gone down. He's still inducing soft contact and missing barrels. But for me, I think there's the mental component of it all. And you saw Kenley Jansen at Dodger Stadium this offseason posing with his Lamborghini at the Ravinia, the Dodgers 
parking lot. You had the LA skyline behind him. And I don't know what he was trying to say with that. But for me, it just feels like, look, yes, it is a potentially great story when you consider the fact that he was hearing boos and getting booed off the mound when he was a Dodger in 2022, even though he finished that season really strong in the postseason, he was lights out against the Braves that year. It just feels like, look, first of all, I like where my blood pressure is at, right? I like that I don't have to live through the Kenley Fornia adventure. And I love Kenley. I will always love Kenley. You look at his career, it means he's recorded 420 saves. I mean, if you had three, four dominant seasons, you might be talking about him as a potential Hall of Famer. That's how good he's been. He's a converted catcher that went on to make over $100 million in his career. He's already lived the dream. Love Kenley. Want to see him included in the Legends of Dodger baseball at one point after he retires. But I think where we're at as a franchise, I'm not so sure I would be confident giving him the ball because sometimes with Kenley, it's a confidence thing. And you just don't know when he's going to lose it. And if he loses it in a big spot... We saw in Game 4 in the 2020 World Series. Like, we saw in Game 2 of the 2017 World Series. Like, we saw in 2018 against the Red Sox. So even when he was at his prime, in his absolute prime, at the peak of his powers, we saw him crumble in big situations. And I just don't want to put my billions of dollars in investments that I have in this current roster on Kenley Jansen. That would keep me up at night. When I wake up at 3.30 in a cold sweat in October, it's thinking of Kenley Jansen. I just don't want to see that. So for me, in the words of Randy Jackson, that's a no from me, dog. I think, one, yes, he's still very talented, and he can help a lot of teams. I'm not saying Kenley Jansen is washed. But, two, you just don't always want to get back with your ex. And I think this is a situation like that. But then, three, just like Emmanuel Classe, even though you wouldn't have to give away probably too many top prospects or anything like that, you would still have to part ways with prospects. But I think the biggest takeaway in all of this is that with these rumors, with the way the Dodgers have handled this offseason, the message is clear. The Dodgers want a closer that isn't Evan Phillips. They've looked at the numbers just like I have, and those numbers have told them that he's more effective as your high leverage reliever. He's more valuable as your high leverage reliever that's in the seventh and eighth, not necessarily the ninth. And I think that they also want to give Dave Roberts a comfortable situation where you don't have to think too much. And you have a push-button bullpen, so to speak. And you bring in a Josh Hader, you're going to feel good about that ninth inning. And you also have fortified this rotation. And you're going to have one of the best lineups that's going to score more runs than probably any team in baseball this season. And that's why this team is the favorite to win the World Series. So I definitely think that that's the focus right now, adding another bullpen piece, potentially adding an innings-eating starter Maybe they still try to go big and get a Dylan Cease. Remember, injuries are inevitable. Remember what happened in 2021. You had May. He went down. You had Bauer. He was put on administrative leave. You just never know how many starting pitches you're going to need. The reality is you can never have enough of them. And then also, you got to get that right-handed bat that can mash lefties. But let me know down below in the comment section, would you want to see Kenley Jansen back in Dodger Blue? Me, I would not. I can't say it loud enough. It's a hard pass for me. We are in a new era of Dodger baseball. I'm like a shark. 
I'm looking at the front. I'm looking through the windshield, not the rear view mirror. That's how I think the Dodgers need to handle this offseason and their roster construction moving forward. But let me know down below in the comment section, do you want to see Kenley Jansen trade to the Dodgers? Do you want to see the Dodgers sign Josh Hader? Would you be willing to give Josh Hader over $100 million? I mean, can you imagine that with a Boris client? But let me know down below. Also, how do you feel about Colossae? Maybe you want to see him as the Dodgers closer. Would you like to see Phillips still in that role? I want all your takes about the Dodgers closer position down below in the comment section. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on the X and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. Now, if you haven't yet, do me a huge favor. Subscribe to the Dodgers Nation YouTube channel. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell. And if you really want to support the channel, you want to see us post even more Dodgers content, smash that like button. And until next time, think blue. Bleed blue, and I'm out.